Welcome to Green Eggs and West Ham. I'm Chris W. along with my co-host Chris S. This podcast is dedicated to providing lighthearted, concise analysis on everything concerning West Ham. We hope you enjoy the show. All right, welcome back to Green Eggs and West Ham. West Ham have had a harder time of the season right now, playing Man City with a 3-1 loss and now Liverpool with a 3-1 loss. But we did win Europe over the week. We'll get to the Premier League games, but Chris, let's start off with Europe real quick. Start on a high note. What did you see from the game? What did you think about the players we rotated in? And what did you think about our signings and how they featured? So it was a really interesting game. It's uh, a little tough since the last European week game we played in was obviously a big emotional high, playing a really great team in Fiorentina. Um, this team looks very different than that team uh, in you know early stages of a group a group stage with playing a, a Serbian side I'd honestly had never heard of before. Um, and uh, we played very differently than what we normally played. We had a, a ton of possession going off. Obviously we we were more skilled team by miles and so it doesn't surprise me that we had, the lion's share of possession, but it's just a different style than we we typically play. I thought we, um, in seasons past, especially under Moyes, we have had trouble with some of the weaker teams we've played. Uh, it wasn't necessarily true last year in the early stages of the Europa League, uh, or at least we, we came up with results in those games, but a lot of times we still kind of played down to the opponent's level for a lot of it. This was not the case in this game. We really took it to them from the start. Um, they were a very well-drilled team, but but we were obviously better. I really liked how our new signings look. Kudis was my man of the match, electric from the jump. Um, just offered offered a lot of ball carrying in a side uh, that doesn't that's that's somewhat been missing a little bit of that since Declan's has been gone. And big update for him, he got a second goal awarded to him, right? Because the first one was an uh, own goal at the start on the game, but then after the game, they awarded it to Kudis. Correct. Yeah. So he got he got credit for both of those goals. One really good header um, for his his first official goal before that. You know the the one that was given during the game. Um, which for someone that's more of a, you know, maybe seen as more of a winger, um, although he played a somewhat different position today that we can talk about, uh, it, it gave me some hope that he's going to be a, a good goal threat for us from whatever position he plays. Yeah, so we saw him play at striker today. We'll get to that a little bit later, but it was interesting how much of a role he's having in the offense, not only in Europe, but also in uh, now against Liverpool. So I, I like how we're playing him. I like how he's pretty fluid. He's kind of moving from side to side, and I think he's obviously had a very big impact in the team, uh, not only in Europe, but also in the Liverpool game. Yeah, I'm interested to see how we deploy him in future games because he started out in Europe on the right side. It's not going to be, I think, where we see him mostly. Um, that's, I think, Bowen. Ha- and if we're playing our full first team, Bowen has that spot locked down, and rightfully so. Uh, there were times where Kudis, when he was further pushed out wide on the right, he wasn't as strong. But when he would kind of cut in as a second striker or more to the number 10, he was more more threatening, uh, and so I'm interested to see 
if he plays in a lineup that features Bowen and Antonio, how is he going to get along with them? I think it'll be pretty well because he he seemed to have the good uh, good positioning awareness and off ball movement that that that'll really get the most out of those other two players. Yeah, one thing I really like from him is how I think he unlocks our offense, and I, that's something I saw from Paquetta where the offense seemed to come alive when he's on the field, when Paquetta's on the field, and he can get those key passes. Well, I'm seeing that from Kudis too now uh, in those two games that we've seen with him play. It changes our offense from Antonio being the sole holdup player. Kudis has brought a different element to that, and that's something I think we don't have with Ings or really a lot of our other attacking players. Yeah, I think he has an interesting uh, combination of good ball control pace but also a decent pass on him he hasn't he hasn't shown any tricky passes yet but he's been very clinical and or very very solid in his kind of ball movement possession you know getting getting out of a tough situation getting a, getting the right pass off or like antonio sometimes will make you know he'll he'll do a good dribble and then he'll just completely give the ball away on a pass um, so th- that's been interesting to see different uh, a different, a, a different skill set than even Paquetta, who's maybe a more tricky passer. Kudis is more of a a solid passer. Yeah, definitely. And you're talking about that ball control. Let's talk about ball control on the other end of the field. Mavropanos featured Dinos, mm-hmm. right? He looked really good defensively. He looked like a threat every time he was uh, up for an aerial ball. And then he also has really good ball control. And that's something we lack in Zuma. What do you think of his performance? I liked it a lot. I thought he was the star for the back line. Um, just touching on the others, Ogbonna looked a little bit out of place, obviously gave that that error away. Both our fullbacks, it was very clear from that game why they aren't our first choice. Carer and Cresswell both um, just not as good as what our current starting duo um, but Mavropanos looked like he he really led that line. Big, big man. I mean, six foot, I think six foot four about, really thick guy, you know, has the look of like a Zuma style, but his movement is so much better. Very uh, quick, good reaction. He had, he had the couple, that one clip that I know has been played in the replays where he, you know, kind of chased down a guy, tackled it, the ball rolled about 10 yards away and then he ran sprinted and blocked and blocked it before the other attacker could get there. Um, so that was really good as far as his, his mobility on the defensive side. But yeah, I, I think the thing I was most impressed with was his, um, his both ball control and his passing that wasn't necessarily hitting, you know, extremely long balls to the front line, but kind of switching kind of half the field. Uh, to either the opposite fullback or or hitting it up to kind of a maybe a Paquetta or, or Ward Prowse deeper within the, the opponent's defense. Yeah, definitely. And you touched on Ward Prowse. Ward Prowse had yet another game where he had a goal or an assist. It is incredible his form right now. Uh, what what do you think of the overall? Let's say the overall game. So we talked about Kudus, we talked about Mavropanos. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did that prove in terms of us going forward to Europe? It, it seems like we're going to control the group. Yeah, I think we're gonna, I think we have a really strong team. Uh, this was the easiest uh, yes. match we'll have in the group stage at home yeah. against the weakest team. You know, traveling on the road, I think it'll be a little tougher against other teams, especially. I think Freiburg will be 
they're going to be a well-drilled side. Um, and sometimes we've had trouble with teams like that in Europe. Uh, but I, but I'm confident. I think our team is very deep. You know, we, the, what the worst player we started, maybe Cresswell, you know, I mean, I think, I think Ogbonna's error made him, maybe he was the worst performer, but as far as player you have the least trust in, it's tough to point to one, you know, Fabianski was our first choice keeper last year. He's going to be great. Um, maybe Carer can make an error now and then, but overall, like there, there's still like we, we Fornals came in, Ings came in, Ben Rama was there, um, and then we played several other you know first teamers and like Paqueta and Ward Prowse. Uh, so we're going to have a, we should have a stronger side than any team we face at least through the group stage. Uh, where I don't. I, where I think we might struggle is if we if we start getting an injury, um, if if we lose like Antonio say to an injury, and then Ings has to move up to be the first choice striker, what's it gonna you know is our, is our offense gonna fall apart there? That's maybe where the the biggest concern is. No, I, I definitely agree. If you look at our team right now, like you mentioned, we've got a little bit of depth. I would call it slight depth. But past that, maybe one or two key injuries, we could start uh, really having trouble. And I think that's just the nature of the business, right? We don't have the budget that Liverpool and Man City have. We don't have the budget that you know even at Chelsea, who just spent $1 billion in the past year on their players, has. So I think we've done really well with our current signings with our current budget and i think we have a good team for what it is yeah. like you mentioned a couple of key injuries could hurt but right now you know we've we've got to count our blessings and I mean, everyone's holding together they look strong and you mentioned we've played the team we fielded for europe was a team that we do have some stronger people in uh in certain positions and i think if we needed to you know, for a semifinal or uh, for a quarterfinal, we would field a stronger team. So I think they played well. I am happy to know that we have some stronger players behind if we need them. Yeah. And I think once we get, especially, I, I'm hope you know, I think this group stage is very winnable for us. I think it would be, we, we should advance. If we don't get first or second in this group, we would have really fumbled the ball uh to yes. use a, to use a uh <laughs> american sport sport analogy um but i think when we get to the knockout stages of this competition it's going to be much more demanding than what the conference league was for us last year because we still and really until we got to the quarterfinals or semifinals i don't think we really faced a team that was within uh you know a, a close talent uh, range your talent right. yeah like right, they, right. we we really we'd you know there were there were times where maybe we would not play great and it it would we'd barely win a game but there was a big talent gap uh between um between all of those speaking of a big talent gap what did you think of the liverpool game today yeah interesting so i'm going to reference man city a little bit because i think we played them pretty similar okay uh, but I think the Liverpool game was a strong game for us. And I will, I will tell you why I think that uh, in, even though we lost when we played man city, we lost three, one, I felt man city. That was a fair result. I thought they pretty much dominated. We had a couple of really good showings on offense, but for the most part, they were pounding the net and Holland is inevitable. Uh, when you play Liverpool though, 
this was this game I thought was a little harsh for us considering we're at Anfield, which is a absolute fortress to go to. And considering that we lost three, one, I thought, you know, man, it, maybe it should have been two, two. Yeah. They were probably the better team overall. They, a win is probably fair if I take out my bias, but still uh, the fact that I could feel that way after going to Liverpool, I am very excited with, with how we played. We, when we were down twice in a row, right? So uh, they scored, we came back, they scored again. We didn't, we didn't falter like we had in years past. I thought we showed a lot of character. And I actually mentioned to you throughout the game, we played where they had to play all 90 minutes. They couldn't, they couldn't lapse. They couldn't just pass the ball around in the back and, you know, call it a day. They had to play their best players and they had to really work for it. And I think that proves how far we've come since relegation battles, say three or four years ago. Right. 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 When Moyes came in. So I was very, very happy with our performance. Now, there were a couple of players, and we'll get to that. I think there were a couple of players that needed to step up more. Um, but what did you think of the overall performance? It Between the, the City – well, I think that there are several games this season that have shown me Moyes is beginning to understand how to play different types of games correctly. You you know, he he has historically had a very poor record against – the top six setting up extremely defensively conceding 80 plus percent of possession, not creating chances effectively on the break. Um, and just once you fall behind the team falls apart. Lapses. Yep. Yeah. This season has been different. We have played six games, four of them against sides that are either much more talented than us in Chelsea City and Liverpool, or and the fourth one being fourth one Brighton. being another Brighton that that also likes to dominate possession. Whereas if we, you know, those those four teams, if we would have played them say twelve months ago, I would expect us to have on average about seventeen percent possession in those games, maybe get three shots um, and get battered. We have played in all four of those games, despite we have won two of them and lost two of them, but in all four games we have moved the ball with purpose, uh, defended relatively effectively uh, in, in large in large portions of the game and created solid chances and, and actually finished many of those chances. I thought today, I think Liverpool deserved the win. 3-1 maybe was a little harsh to us. Uh, I think Allison made some great saves that he kept did. them in it. He did, um, and I think we had some slight lapses that allowed them to really take advantage, um, which a team this good will take advantage more often than not. As I thought, Nunez's oh that kick just brilliant goal. I mean, that was <laughs> yeah. that was a incredible touch. That was one um, class. Yeah, but like you had Suchek's header that Allison had to dive and save in the corner. You had Bowen's header on the corner, which was straight at. Alvarez, I mean, straight at um, Allison, Allison, but but yeah. but a very good opportunity. I mean, another James Ward-Prowse um, chance creation there fr- from that set piece. Um, I thought Paqueta was brilliant. Oh my I goodness, mean, he, he's so good. He has, I don't know what it is about him. He his ability <laughs> to hold off defenders. <laughs> I know from like the last month of last season, like till now, like he is. I mean, he like. He 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 was that he was great the last month of last season, but when he first came to the club, it didn't seem like he had that 
in his bag. And now it's just every week. He's impossible to take the ball off of. They have to crowd him with two or three defenders, foul him every time, even if it doesn't get called half the time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that is, um, he was great. I thought we really held Sala. You know, I know Sala drew the penalty, but for the most part, I thought we defended Sala very well. Um, a little more trouble with Diaz on on the other side, but if I think we played very well in this game, and it has now been a four game sample that I can say we play these games differently, and that will bring us a lot of success this season. Yeah, I know. I completely agree. It's interesting because we were at Anfield and we still feel this way. That just, yep. I keep reminding myself of that because Anfield is such a tough field to go to. And when you, when you come out of that game feeling, I, I'm pretty happy. I mean, I know we lost, like that sucks, but I am pretty happy with our result. And the fact that I can feel that after coming out of Anfield is really good. I think we play them at home and I think we have a real shot uh, to take it to them. Definitely a tie, but you know, maybe even a win. So we'll see. I, I do think... Uh, Cresswell, or sorry, Cresswell, Sufal had some trouble on the on on the right side with Diaz, but you know, and I mentioned this to you throughout the game too. Their speed is insane. So, mm-hmm. Man City have some fast players, but they are just really good at possession. They have some great touches. Liverpool have really really good touches, but they excel, in my opinion, in the speed. Every single one of their players is really really fast. They've got Diaz and Salah, who are arguably two of the fastest players possible. And with their skill level too. I mean, so yes, Sufal, I think there were a couple times where he could have defended better. I don't think he, I think he was overall, it was not one of his stronger performances. However, you have to take in consideration who he was defending and the speed that they had. Uh, you know, we had Fredericks on that side a couple of years ago and Fredericks probably wouldn't have been able to keep up with Diaz. I mean, Fredericks was a fast defender. Sufal's fast, but not, you know, in my opinion, that, that hurt us today. Uh, it's so you have to make up with coverage and i think we did okay with that yeah i think our midfielders have worked very hard it's it seems to change a little bit you last year it was more the wingers had to get back and cover wide this season it's almost it's been more like alvarez goes and covers it or ward prowse covers it or suchet covers it um speaking i know we've talked about some of our other new signings uh number 28 for us thomas suchek that is a new signing, it feels like, because this is a different man than we had last year. This is a different man. <laughs> Offensively, he's been great. Every time yeah. he's, uh, we get a corner kick, especially with James Ward-Prowse putting the balls where he is, I mean, it's ridiculous. But defensively, I, he has come alive, and I, it's like, who is this guy? I don't know where he came from, but he has been so good. And so Alvarez, I thought, played a very, very good game. And when we yeah. were taking Suchek off around the 70, 75th minute, um, it, you know, we saw the subs come to the line and I thought to myself, who would you take off the team? And and in my mind, there was no way I was going to take Suchek off. Now I see yeah. why we did it overall. Like, I don't think it was necessarily a uncalled for, but man, he is tough to take off the field. And I think he is by far under starting spot. I thought he was very good today. Yeah. It's tough to see where, like, so Moyes has not played him in the games where we're favored instead opting to play Paqueta in midfield and play someone else's at the wing spot. But it seems like a few times when we've played City, I think maybe when we played Chelsea too, we played kind of almost four midfielders, Paqueta, Paqueta being placed on the wing, but but often operating in midfield. And then Suchek basically come in. But yeah, he's been so much better. He was he was decent defensively last year in, in a lot of instances, but 
Um, what what has been different for me this year is his he looks comfortable on the ball again. I mean, he was actually doing, you know, dribbling around to get a better pass. He was, you know, he wasn't just kind of giving up the ball like he did a lot last year. Um, there was one point I gasped out loud uh, when he took the ball off of Paqueta. So there was one moment in the second half where like Paqueta was holding off a Liverpool player and the ball kind of bounced yes. high and and he like kind of chested it. And, you know, and Suchek saw that um, Paqueta was, was kind of being held up. And like he last year, he would have just let Paqueta try and hold it. He actually ran forward, chested the ball down and took it and dribbled it 10 yards and then passed it off to someone else very comfortably. That is not the Suchek that seemed to run away from the ball that we had last year. Um, and then he made that late that late run into the box in the first half to get our first good opportunity, the header um, that was saved by Allison. Like he's, he's, he's doing all of the things that made him magic in that first season. Yes. No, I completely agree. One thing I've seen on some, <clears throat> some articles is that Bryce was overshadowing him and, and making him uh, seem not as good because Rice was so good. I, I honestly don't think that's the case. I think, like you mentioned, he looks a lot more comfortable on the ball. I don't think it's because Rice left that Suchek has come alive. I think that may help in a little bit, but I really think that uh, it's up to Suchek's work rate and how I, I think he has done this all himself, and I'm very proud because I don't think it was Declan Rice that was overshadowing him. Yeah, I agree. I, I get some of the argument that, that's been made that, you know, Suchek had to basically play more defensively because of Rice was given the freedom to go forward. Yes, maybe, but that that also doesn't explain why he looked so scared with the ball. Um, right. Like that, maybe that that I see that as an argument of why he wasn't making the runs into the box last year, but it, that doesn't. Yeah, I, I think he's he's now making the runs into the box because someone like Alvarez is kind of taking on that more defensive role, but he's also just being much more fluid in the buildup. Maybe you know, you know, I yeah, I don't know exactly what it is, but yeah, it's 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 a big improvement. And I'm I've been intrigued how I think all of our midfielders now can play in every midfield position. I think Alvarez can play more as a pure defensive mid. I think, he, and then I think he can also move to a box to box. I think Suchik best plays the box to box, but can either move straight into the box as a you know as a target man or back to defensive mid. And then Ward Prowse is everywhere. He's you know he played the most defensive of the three uh, in the Europa League game, but then now he was probably this game he was the most advanced of the three, and. Yeah, he in in addition to his set piece delivery, he's been incredible in possession. Yeah, he really has. And that was one thing I was going to mention too is the fluidity of our midfield. So one thing I saw today that was different from past games is the Paqueta-Ward-Prowse, I guess, relationship. <clears throat> because Paqueta didn't seem to be contained to one side or the other, which was good because I think Ward-Prowse in the past was attacking mid we had Paquetta on the left and it seemed like we couldn't get Paquetta in play. Whereas this game, it seemed like they were just moving as a pair that knew, understood exactly what the other was going to do. And they were covering and they were getting in, you know, opening up triangles, getting in the right positions. So I really, really enjoyed watching them play today. I thought that we had much better movement 
from that those positions. And it seemed like Paquetta is kind of given a blank check, rightfully so, of you go anywhere where you think is necessary. And that's what we need out of that guy. Like he, he, he can slot passes. He's almost always in the right position. I think James Ward Prowse is the exact same way. And so when you have two people that have freedom of movement, you, do, you are not containing Paquetta just to the left side. Uh, you know, I, th- I think we saw the benefits today. So I have a question to ask you. So this was obviously a, with Paquetta based serving as a winger more than the midfielder, this was a more defensive focused lineup. Um, let's say we're playing a average Premier League side. Let's say we're playing Fulham or Crystal Palace. On uh, What lineup would you go with? Would you go up with this lineup, or would you move Paqueta back to midfield and put someone else on the wing? How would you How would you line up? Yeah, that's interesting. I, I would. I think my initial thought is to put Paqueta back in the midfield, or sorry, attacking mid, having Alvarez and Ward Prowse play, and maybe taking Suchek. And I know we just gave a ton of praise to Suchek. It's just he he's a box to box midfielder. I think Alvarez, like you mentioned, is the pure defensive mid that gives Ward Prowse the ability to go forward because we know we're going to control the game a little bit more and we're going to go more on the attack. I think Suchek is a is too much like uh Ward Prowse in terms of going forward and we still need someone completely dedicated to defense in the, in my opinion. What I think that's harsh and I don't know I completely even agree with that myself as I'm saying it, but I think that's going to be the way to go. The other option, and I also really struggle with this one, is Kudis and where do you fit him in? Mm-hmm. I think he was a great sub for Antonio, and I think if we could train him to be a little bit more of a striker, but his, what do you call it, like home position is more in the midfield. We saw that once today where Sioux Fall had a cross in and Fornals was the only one in the box. It, Kudis should have been in the box, but he was playing the midfield role where he was, you know, picking, he was outside the box picking up any trash that came out. So I don't think you can blame him for that. I think it's something if we're going to try to move him to a striker that needs to do, but um, I want, <laughs> I really want to see all of our midfield Paqueta Kudis. I want to see them all play, but it's like, who do you take out? And I don't know who you take out. <laughs> yeah. I think I would go, I'd go Kudis on the left, move Paqueta into midfield. And I think I'd probably take out Suchek to start. Yeah. But I think Suchek, if we're, if we're up, you maybe put on Suchek for Paqueta. If we're down, maybe you put on Suchek for Alvarez, because um, then you have you kind of have an increased set piece threat, right? But still have some def- you know some defensive cover. Um, but Let, it's let's, tough. Yeah, let's talk about defensive cover for a little bit. <clears throat> Today, I thought the worst player all day was Aguirre. I thought he had one really good tackle at the start, and then after that, there was the offsides where he was out of position, and it you know we got lucky with the offside flag. Uh, because we wouldn't have defended that at all. The or, I mean, it did turn out to be a goal uh, if it wasn't caught offsides. And then we also had Nunez with his... I mean, he, that was an incredible touch. But again, Aguero yeah. was the guy defending him. So, And then it wasn't just those two. I thought there were several times he, where Aguero was out of position. He technically gave away the penalty. He did technically give away but the But I, I don't think that was his fault as much. I think that was a team I, error there. I think it was a team error. I also think that was a really lucky bounce, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, however... Uh, it, it's kind of like, what do you do in that scenario? I'm not necessarily blaming him for the penalty, but uh, yeah. Um, so what, what did you think of his overall performance? And do you think we should switch def- uh, defense, like uh, as in Mavropanos for Aguirre, or do you think we should keep it the same going into uh, our next couple yeah. games? Yeah, I'm I'm still torn. I know you talked about them. I think Diaz was kind of their best winger threat 
but I don't I don't think Sioux Fall def- played horribly. Right. So I'm I'm get, I'm kind of talking about this in a roundabout way to get to get to out uh, to um, Aguirre. I really liked how uh, Ederson, or I'm sorry, um, Emerson has played at left back. One thing I don't like about Emerson is he he doesn't get back into position quick enough. Um, Sufal, when he runs, to, you know, he he Sufal gets forward. If he loses the ball, he sprints back. Emerson doesn't do that as much. He he kind of hovers back slowly, and it often requires either one of the midfielders to go out and cover for him, or it requires Aguerd to come out wide and leave in space. Yes. Um, I think in the instances where Aguerd is pulled out wide, he defends okay, but it, it hurts our team defense. So I think some of the problems with Aguerd have been that. He's, he's occasionally put in a bad position because of Emerson's not not that Emerson is going forward, but the lack of pure effort that he puts in getting back. However, even in just a set defense, I think Aguerd is not he's made mistakes this year. He has been he's he's a little bit slighter frame compared to some other Premier League center backs, and he's been bullied by stronger Premier League strikers this year. Uh, I think Nunez is Nunez has that kind of Holland build where he's pacey, but he's still very tall and strong. And so that I think gave Aguirre fits because usually he's for smaller strikers, he's stronger than for bigger strikers, he's still pacier than. But he was really getting pushed out of the way uh, um, a little too much at times this season. The problem is I don't I don't know if we can really replace him. I Moyes really Moyes loves having left footed center backs. He doesn't he won't he really will pr- not play a right footed center back on the left side if he can at all help it. And I I wouldn't go with Ogbana over Aguirre because I think an Ogbana Zuma pairing is too slow. Um. So yeah, I agree with you. He's played he's been the weak part of our defense in a lot of areas. I just don't know what you do. May do you, would you put I guess taking taking away what Moyes would do, would you, Chris, put a different player in his position? Yeah, so I would say right now, even though even though I don't think he's played well, I would say no. And the reason I say that is because, first of all, we need to test Mavropanos out a little bit more. Yeah. I think we have not had the games to test him out, specifically in the Premier League. I thought he played really well. I think Premier League is a different different set of cards. Uh, I think we've got the, the games coming up that, let's say, our next five games, we have a little bit more of a break compared to playing Man City and the very next day, or sorry, very next week, Liverpool, right? So I do think that Aguirre, these past two games, hasn't been the strongest. However, Look at the quality of the strikers in the offense that we're playing, right? I think Aguirre deserves a little bit more credit for in that respect, where the offense has been extremely quality. Uh, we weren't really talking a ton about him beforehand. Yes, he made a couple of mistakes, but uh, previous to Man City. But I think 
you know, Moise could have a, a little talking to and say, hey, you know, I, I realize that we've played this these really good offenses, but we do need you to step up. And I think that could be all it is. Um, I would give it a couple more games. If he's still playing, if he's not playing great in the next, say, two or three games, then I think you do give Maverick Ponos a try. And especially if there's a team that we're crushing, then you you put in, you know, you put in Maverick Ponos and you kind of see how he works with the team. He played well in Europe. So I I wouldn't sub with Guerd yet, but I would put it on the radar. Is that yeah. kind of what you think? I think that's fair. I, I think that's definitely fair. Um, I honestly can see us. I wouldn't mind against some of these. I know Moyes, is, Moyes likes to keep the same formation, and so that's fine. I, I, I guess we don't play a great team for a while now, but I wouldn't mind next time we played a Man City or Liverpool, you know, or maybe like a Tottenham with the way they've been performing. Going to a five back, putting Zuma in the middle, Mavropanos on the right, and uh, Aguirre on the left. That way, he gets a little more cover. Um, we could still offer, you know, it, that plus that lets Emerson get forward with a little more freedom. Um, who would when he's gotten forward, he's been great. So I think that that could, you know, that that would change our offensive lineup a little bit we would probably have to do like a 5-3-2 um so we're kind of losing out one of our good midfielders or wingers that have performed so well this year but i wouldn't mind that one i honestly think against some of these uh maybe it as a way to get aguerd back into his form maybe play him and mavropanos together as the left right center backs against some of these weaker teams, either like a Olympiacos or I, we have a game against Lincoln city coming up um, where you, or Sheffield United, where, you know, we're going to be, on, we should be on the attack most of it with both Aguerd and Mavropanos being our best ball playing center backs. If we really wanted to step on the gas, those would be the two to play. Yeah, kind of build the chemistry between them. I, yeah. I like that. I think it is harsh to bring Zuma out because Zuma really hasn't made a massive mistake all season, I would say. There's there's yeah. a couple of times where I'm like, oh, he could defend that a little bit better, but he's been pretty solid. And he's our captain. He, he he has that is true. He is our but I wonder if it, it would almost be Moise would have to approach it in the way of like, hey, hey, Kurt, I'm giving Kirk, I'm giving you a a rest, you know. You've played a lot of games. You know he's he's a person that's prone to some soft, soft tissue injuries. Had some knee hamstring issues before. Um, yeah, maybe say like I'm not I'm not necessarily threatening your starting spot. I'm just trying to build chemistry so that we can have more of a yeah. uh, diversity and and Mavropanos can sub for anyone there. Yeah, like it could it could be like we play um, we play Lincoln City this upcoming Wednesday. That's a game where it's you're going to probably be resting Zuma anyway. Mm-hmm. But if you kept a guard in there to assuming a guard's not too tired, give him a half to play with Mavropanos basically to regain some confidence, you know, give him a chance to perform very well in a game. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's no. maybe what I would do. Maybe so maybe not in a Premier League game to start, but either in one of the, the group stage Europa games or the the cup games. Yeah. So let's talk about, we, we've covered a little bit, but these upcoming games, we've got Sheffield United, Newcastle, who just beat Sheffield United eight zero today, by the way, 
Um, with we've got with all different goal scorers too. Really, I didn't see yeah. that. That's insane. Um, so Sheffield United, Newcastle, Villa, Everton, Brentford, Nottingham Forest, Burnley. That brings us through December. Wow, or up to December, and then of, Spurs of the Premier League games. We got a couple of the Premier League games. Yeah. So yeah, we definitely we have a, a lot of other games there, but um, you know, then we've got Crystal Palace and Spurs. So Spurs are December fifth. I Spurs are the next game of all of those that I would say we if we didn't come away with a win or uh, if we lost, I would say then you're almost like going into that game. I guess the best way to say yeah. it, sorry, is that you are expecting to lose that game. Probably, I think we can still play them really well and. But yeah. a loss is is reasonable. I would say a loss is reasonable. I would say against Sheffield, Newcastle is a decent team. I don't think you can sleep on them. But really, I mean, we we have the chance to pick up a lot of points in the next two months, and we knew we were going to take a little dip when we played Man City and Liverpool. You're not coming away with two wins out of those games. One, if you're extremely lucky, and you know, getting any points there is good. So yeah. But now we've got a good stretch. I. I would like to see a change in the formation to a more attacking mindset because I don't see in our current formation how we're dominating possession like a Brighton or, you know, like a Man City when we are the better team. I don't want to play counterattacking against these. Maybe Newcastle, but what do you I think? Mean, I think the way we've like we showed in the I didn't I didn't think we necessarily played in the first half counterattacking versus Liverpool. I thought we in this four three three we can it can set up as counterattacking, but I think we can we can move the ball possession based, not not like a Brighton possession based, but still create chances. Uh, I don't know if I'd change the formation. Um, we just move around players. I, I would just like we talked about maybe like in these ones, maybe this is the game you don't start Suchek, you start Kudus. Um, and move Kudus to the wing, Paqueta back to midfield, and just have more same formation, but more attacking-minded players in the formation. Uh, I yeah, also want to maybe just note, fair. so we have played six games, three wins, one draw, and two losses. We drew against Bournemouth, but we've played Man City, who's top of the table, Liverpool, second in the table, and Brighton, third in the table. We're the only team in six games that taken any points off of Brighton, and we beat them 3-1. You know, the other teams, Chelsea, uh, obviously Luton's not great, but like we've we've played tough matches. Um, in this next stretch of games, I think I agree with you. There's no team, there's no team that I'd be like fine with a loss any any team of in this next stretch that we lose to i'd be disappointed i think newcastle and villa i'd be fine with a draw just with the way both of those are playing i mean i think i think newcastle has a very talented squad um obviously the the new owners there have spent a lot over the last two years villa they've been playing very well but so have we so i, I think we take it to them and yeah, I think I, I think you're right. This is the these are the stretch of games where seasons are decided. Like the trajectory of the seasons are decided. You know, last year Newcastle were great in these type of games, and that's what pushed them up into the Europe spots. These are the games that we need to perform in if we want to qualify 
for Europa League, Europa Conference League, and and keep our streak of playing in Europe alive. I completely agree. If you come out of these next two months of games with what even with all wins, you are very well set up, right? If you come through even through let's say February and you lose another four games, maybe or three games, I mean you are you're really, really well set up. It's just these are the bulk of games where you expect to lose to Man City, you expect to lose to Liverpool, but some of these mid-table teams and bottom table teams, you can't let an upset happen. You can't let you, you can't give them points or gift them own goals or anything. So, yeah. uh, and I think this also proved to be where West Ham uh, really came alive when we qualified for Europe last time. Um, not the Europa Conference League, but Europe in general. So it, it was these games. And I, I think the team is prepared for it. I think coming through Liverpool, two defeats now with Man City and Liverpool and still showing character up through the 90th minute, the 94th minute, even in Liverpool at Anfield tells me that this team is ready. And this is probably the most excited I've been coming into a season throughout the entire time at West Ham, would you say? Or at least since I became a fan about five years ago, five, six years ago. I mean, I think this this stretch, if you include the ending of last season, yeah, this is this has been the most exciting time. Uh, and I think our team is the strongest, I would argue. Um, <clears throat> before, you know, we didn't really some attacking options. We're like, well, we've got this team, but if Antonio gets hurt, what are we going to do? Well, now we have some options. It's, you know, I, I think it's pretty promising. For me, the only other time that rivals it in my my period of being a fan was the year we were coming into the season with Payet just having his great season and Lanzini looking like he was going to break out. Obviously, that started to fall apart with Lanzini's injury, Payet forcing a move. You know, I think even on paper, our squad then wasn't as strong as it is now, but I think the whole prem has kind of changed to be so dominant. So yeah, I'd agree with you. This is up there with the most exciting times having just won a trophy you know we we thought we were going to have a massive speed bump with with rice leaving and the team has just not even slowed down a bit just incredible signings incredible window players that were here last year either regaining form or, or you know suchek regaining form paqueta pushing to a new level uh bowen challenging for what should be a place in the England squad. Uh, this this is a good team, and I think this is going to be a, an exciting two months as a West Ham fan. Should get a lot of points, a lot of wins. Yeah, definitely hoping for it. Uh, I think we've, we've got the team. I think Moyes and the board have redeemed themselves in terms of uh, from the fan base. I don't see a lot of people calling board out anymore. I don't see a lot mm-hmm. of people calling Moyes out anymore, which is good to see because that puts pressure on the team. And I am glad that the fans have always been behind the team. I think that's one really big benefit of West Ham. Uh, and I see that not only not only on social media pages, but also when they're at the stadium. I mean, it's electric watching it. So, yeah, I'm excited. Agreed. Yeah, and I think the board has done a lot to redeem itself, both backing Moyes with money, but also kind of building up an inf- a infrastructure at the club. The appointment of Noble to, to basically have such a prominent position Getting a getting a guy as well regarded as Steiden to come in, and the in the role that he's played, you know, just kind of the holistic change in the club structure has been for the positive. Where you don't you don't hear as much about David Sullivan, you know, trying to do his own negotiations for players. You know, I'm sure he's still 
involved in kind of a lot of the final say on on those big spendings, but it's not it's not the David Sullivan show anymore. It's a much more professional run outlet. Steiden respectful, being res- such respected across world football. Noble being Mr. West Ham and having his say. Um, you know, obviously him being him being reportedly the one that that first identified both Alvarez and Kudis, um, and then Moyes starting to perfect how he wants this team to play um, and, and being a more positive manager, uh, especially against the top six sides. So, yeah. Chris, I want to ask you one more question here. Do you think we are one key injury away from complete and uh, collapse? And I would, I would preface you with, we've got Paqueta who's been really influential. You've got Antonio who's been really influential. Let's say one of those two gets hurt. Would you say that season uh, crushing? Sorry, for us? It was Paqueta or who else? Or Antonio? Antonio. Yeah, those are those are the two I'd say are the, the biggest risks that if they get injured. I think Antonio is the biggest one for the team, not uh, just because they, we don't have someone else to replace him, and our, our offensive system relies so much on his ability to hold up the ball. Uh, I think Paqueta's been our best. Well, Paqueta or Ward Prowse have been our best players. I think if you lose either one of those, it's a big blow. But I think kind of the we could still potentially weather an injury to either one of those. I think it's it's Antonio's the one I'm really worried about because we know he's had trouble in the past. You know, getting a hamstring injury, that kind of lingering and re-aggravating itself. And just no, unless Kudos really shines in a attacking a, a striker role, not certain who else we could have. He could, we could play there with the same effect. We would just have to change our system so much. Yeah, I completely agree. I think Paquetta we could weather a little bit better, but still, his we watched him today, and every time he has the ball, it is yeah. just ridiculous how good he is at keeping the ball. He had one time where he had four Liverpool players trying to get the ball from him. And they all somehow like blew away with the wind and he was the only one there with the ball. And I'm like, how did you keep that? So I think he would be, he would be a big blow. I do think we could move to having Suchek and Alvarez play defensive mids and you could have Ward Prowse play in the middle and that would weather it the best we can. I think Um, it would still be a big blow. And I think we would see a little dip in goal, not a little, probably a, a noticeable dip in goals, but I don't think it'd be, the worst i think the worst would be antonio like you mentioned because i don't see i really don't see how ings should be getting time in some of these big games uh, i wish we would put kudis in more honestly yeah. than ings i don't think ings has played well so uh, i don't know why yeah. we haven't played M- mubama either well like, that too he, yeah. he's someone i would have rather play than ings in a lot of these situations yeah but and i know cornet has been run out there a little bit at the end of a couple games, but yeah, I would interesting to see. I do, I do think we are somewhat light in that position. Um, but overall that's like, if we lose one of our center defenders, I'm confident that we can replace them. If we lose, you know, Cresswell and care aren't as good as our two fullbacks, but I still think we could be a good team with either of them playing regularly. So, Yeah. Yeah, no, I definitely think so. I think we've got a good run in the mill coming up in the next two months. Hopefully pick up a lot of points. Uh, I, I definitely think we need to perform here, and I, I'm confident we will because we have played very well uh, up through now. And I really 
the thing that dif- that differentiates the season compared to others is the team's character, especially when you get behind be- before you'd get behind and you think, Oh man, that that's it. You know, man city is about to go on a run of goals or Liverpool, but this time like they're fighting for every single goal and we're playing up to when the whistle blows. So um, yeah, it's, yeah, it's looking good. Yeah. I'm excited about it. It's going to be fun to watch, watch us the next two times. Well, We'll be back in probably one or two weeks to, to update. Between then, we'll we'll have had at least one uh, cup game, one Premier League team, maybe even have uh, the next Europa League game. So, Chris, any last Come thoughts? on, you irons. Come yeah. on, you irons. All right, we'll see you guys next time.